You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matta Swinegast, and uh, today is the 20th of January, 2019, the 14th day in the month of Shvat, 5779, and we're here with you. The temperature in our area is uh, 37 degrees, and it's raining out. Going up to a high of 47 degrees with rain, heavy rain at times. That sounds, you know, kind of okay, normal for January. Tomorrow, though, it's and tonight, actually, it's going down to 8 degrees in our area. So all those listening around the world, those who may be on uh, break from uh, school during Yeshiva week and are down basking in the sun in different places, please uh, definitely feel sorry for us here in Northern New Jersey. Uh, and tomorrow it's supposed to go up to a high of 16 degrees. Whew, wow. And then head back down to 13 degrees. So the danger today is that all the water that's coming down now is uh, is likely to freeze solid overnight. So you should prepare yourselves. Um, don't go out if you don't have to. And uh, that includes all day tomorrow. Tomorrow is a federal holiday here in the United States. Celebrating the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So uh, a lot of businesses are closed, schools closed, uh, and post office, banks. So really, there's nowhere that you have to go. Uh, so that's the weather forecast. In Jerusalem, however, and we'll get a, we'll get a latest update from uh, Hannah Julian at 8 o'clock with the News from Israel live in English here on JM Sunday. But anyway, in Jerusalem right now, it's 56 degrees and sunny and uh, going down to a low of 41 degrees. Hope you all had a great week and a great Shabbos. If you're studying Dafyomi, it's Hulin Nun Dalid, 54. And uh, we're going to be here till 9 o'clock, as we always are, with great Jewish music. And I have a guest this morning coming up after the uh, news from Israel. My guest will be Sarah Schwartz. She's the Director of Marketing at the Lakewood Courtyard, which is an assisted living facility here in Lakewood, New Jersey. We'll talk about assisted living in general, what to look for in a health, in a facility, uh, insurance needs, uh, and we'll talk about her facility. So uh, that is coming up at around uh, 8.05 Eastern Time. What else? We're going to go to the music. That's what we do. Rabbi Goas are coming up at 7.30. And what are we starting off with today? Yisrael Barakov with Yerushalayim here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. (laughs) 
Simcha's here on JM Sunday. David Gabe is who we heard right before that. Eli Herzlich, Yeshiva Boys Choir, and Yisrael Baruchov. It's about 7.31 Eastern Time in the morning here on JM Sunday. We'll get to Rabbi Gawasser in just a moment. It's the 20th of January, 14th of Shvat. To be Shvat is tonight. You know what that means? That means that tomorrow morning on JM and the AM, there will be the fantastic annual, of course, Tubishvat special. Mayor Weingarten will join Nachum Siegel in the studio, and they'll have a wonderful Tubishvat program. So make sure to tune in tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. And if I understand correctly, Mayor will do a uh, an Israel show at 9 o'clock. We'll see if we can get confirmation about that, but I believe that is the... Uh, that's the plan for tomorrow morning. And then 
course, all great programming throughout the day on the network. We are here till 9 o'clock and then great programming all day long. My guest this morning at around 8.05 after the news from Israel will be Sarah Schwartz. She's the director of marketing at the Lakewood Courtyard. It's an assisted living facility in Lakewood, New Jersey. And we'll discuss assisted living in general, what to look for in a facility, insurance needs, and we'll talk about her facility also in particular. So that's coming up right after the news from Israel with Connor Julian at 8 o'clock this morning. Eastern time, just about a little under half an hour from now. It is time for Rabbi Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zecha nishmas harvzev Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and L'zecha nishmas Esther bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. One of the major challenges in life is one of emunon bitochon, a person to have faith and trust and to place themselves in Hashem's hands at all times during all challenges in life. In the Parsha, we see two distinct psukim that say the exact same idea, however in different ways. It says of Bnei Yisrael, Hocho b'sochayom b'yabasha, that Bnei Yisrael went in the middle of the sea, but on dry land. In another pasuk it says, Bnei Yisrael, Hocho b'yabasha, Bnei Yisrael went on dry land, but it was Besoichayam, in the midst of the sea. The great Vilnagon asked the question, why is it that we have the same idea being expressed? However, the Psukim are somewhat different. The Vilnagon says the following, that there are people who believe when there's a great miracle that takes place, when something supernatural, out of the ordinary, happens, this is certainly from Hashem. It's a miracle, me'es Hashem. But the everyday life, the things that happen to you and I, just in normal living, an individual gets parnasa, a person receives a check, another one has food to eat, one has a house that is heated, one has proper clothing. Those are not miracles. Those are just happening as we live. Says the Vilna Gon, the truth is that every single thing that we do is a miracle. The breath that we take is a miracle. The heart that beats is a miracle. Every step that we take, every word that we speak is an additional miracle. That is a higher level of emuna, and that is expressed from the difference in the psukim. First we said, Ubnei Yisrael, Hocho, Besochayam, Be'abasha. Everyone will agree that when a person is going in the middle of the sea, and then all of a sudden there is dry land, everyone will say that is a miracle. Everybody will agree that in that we have a muna. However, when we're walking on dry land, walking down the streets of the city, we have to realize that we're Besochayam, that there is a river that could crash in from both sides, that we are surrounded in our very existence. Our life is a miracle. When a person comes to that understanding, then they realize the second level of Amuna, that all is a miracle, and that we thank Hashem, as we say in the Modim, 
on the miracles that happen at every day in that each time. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. I 
Ine min einem Chusen Kalle Mit Kabel Pony will sein Chusen Kalle Mit Kabel Pony will sein Lomir Alle in einem Lomir alle in einem Trinken nach Gläser Wein Lomir alle in einem Trinken a glaze levain, I bet men hidden. Oi, oi, ye show your
Avram Freed with Lummer Alla. Before that, Yeshiva Boys Choir with um, a request coming from the app from listener Yaakov. Thank you so much for uh, requesting that and for listening and commenting. Great way to do things here on the uh, on the show. Uh, you can listen to the show on the app at nachamsegel.com. You have phone lines, everything you want to do, anything you want to do, any way you want to do it. <laughs> We're going to get to the news from Israel in just a few seconds. Following the news from Israel, uh, my guest will be Sarah Schwartz, Director of Marketing at the Lakewood Courtyard. It's an assisted living facility in Lakewood, New Jersey. We'll talk about assisted living in general, what to look for in a facility, etc., insurance needs, and we'll talk about her facility in particular. And uh, right now, it's time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis. Uh, we've got some breaking news. A Syrian missile has been intercepted over Mount Hermon. An Iron Dome anti-missile interceptor shot it down. We'll be sending more information uh, to you as it becomes available uh, later in the broadcast. It was most likely uh, fired in response to uh, Syria's accusations that Israel carried out an attack near Damascus today. The attack was allegedly carried out in broad daylight. The Syrian Arab News Agency says the attack triggered um, Damascus aerial defenses. Uh, Israeli military leadership has refused to comment on the reported airstrike. Pictures from Israel's uh, Mount Hermon ski resort which, by the way, was full of tourists uh, at the time, enjoying the Snowfield Hill, shows two trails from Iron Dome missiles, and uh, there are some screams from children that are heard in the video uh, from the scene. <laughs> um, a military source said the air defense has successfully engaged in Israeli aerial attack. That's from Sana, from the Syrian uh, uh, news agency. Al-Manar, which is the Hezbollah media network, reported an attack near Damascus but gave no details. Um, Syria allegedly um, uh, believes that a total of nine Israeli missiles were intercepted by regime air defenses, but again, that's uh, Syria talking, so it's impossible to know really what happened uh, so far. The UK-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights reports that a huge explosion took place in southern Damascus today. This is a separate attack. Uh, it was unclear whether it was caused by a bomb that was planted or a suicide bombing. According to the report, there was a shooting right after that explosion. The blast occurred near, near a military intelligence office. Uh, an undetermined number of people were killed and wounded. The AFP news agency says it's impossible to verify the number of victims, and it's also not clear who was responsible. More big news this morning. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Chadian President Idris Deby have announced the resumption of diplomatic relations between Israel and Chad. The two sides will sign an official memorandum on the resumption of ties between the two countries. Uh, Netanyahu is on an historic visit to the Central African nation. Chad is a Muslim-majority country, so this is another one that has now resumed ties with Israel. The two sides view the resumption of relations.
will benefit both Israel and Chad, that statement coming from the Prime Minister's office. And finally, the New York-based Anti-Defamation League, this is back in the United States, is making headlines in Israel. The ADL wants Democratic Congresswoman Rashida Talib of Michigan to explain a photo that was taken a few days before she was uh, officially sworn into Congress. Talib was photographed at an event with Abbas Hamida. She was uh, Hamida. I'm sorry. She's a man. He is a man who was uh, who has praised Hamas and Hezbollah. He has also equated Zionists with Nazis. Uh, on January 12th, he apparently posted a photo on Twitter in which he was standing next to Talib, holding a painting of uh, Rashida Talib. Uh, he said in the tweet that he was honored to be at her swearing-in ceremony in Detroit and at a private dinner afterwards with her entire family, friends, and activists. So that's an interesting photograph that she has yet to explain. A quick look now at the weather. Cloudy for the rest of the day and partly cloudy skies with seasonal temperatures. Skies clearing up tomorrow, no change in the temperature, beautiful weather. Uh, a bit of drizzle here and there, but nothing significant in the mid-50s to the 60s. Definitely in the 60s in Beersheba. Have a great week, everyone. Shavuot Tov. I'm Hannah Julian for Jam Sunday. Thank you so much. Uh, that's our news from Israel. Thanks, Hannah Julian. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is 8.08 Eastern Time in the morning here on the uh, network. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to get to our guest. She'll join us, Sarah Schwartz, Director of Marketing from the Lakewood Courtyard. It is an assisted living facility in Lakewood, New Jersey. In the meantime, right before that, let's hear... Uh, from uh, Shlomo Katz uh, with uh, Vieda right here on JM Sunday. This is a very old niggun. Shomim Kippur niggun. According to the Ger Rebbe, these words are the, the most crucial words of a Shomim Kippur.
here on JM Sunday. Mata Swine guest with you on the 20th of January. It's the 14th of Shvat. That means to be Shvat tonight. And that means that tomorrow morning, Nachum will have the to be Shvat special on JM in the AM, and uh, Mayor Weingarten will be joining him for that, uh, for that much-anticipated show that is done every year. It should be very exciting. So that's tomorrow morning. It's a federal holiday here in the United States, uh, commemorating the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So uh, I am sure that when you're relaxing at home in the morning, instead of having to go to work <laughs> or school if you're on break, that you'll be listening to the show. We are here till 9 o'clock this morning, and of course, uh, great programming continues on the network all day long. It's uh, 37 degrees and raining outside of our studios in uh, 
northern and central Jersey. Uh, it's going up to a high of 47 degrees, believe it or not, possible heavy rain. But then the big freeze comes in tonight at, uh, uh, who knows exactly what time the cold air will come in, but it's going to get down to 8 degrees. So everything wet on the ground is going to freeze, so it's going to be very, very dangerous. And uh, tomorrow the high will be only 16 degrees and going back down to 13 degrees. So none of that is going to melt anytime soon over the next uh, 24 to 36 hours. In Jerusalem, though, it's nice and warm, 56 degrees and sunny and uh, going down to 41 degrees uh, later on. Today, if you're studying Dafyomi, it's a Hulin Nundalid 54. Well, my guest this week uh, is uh, someone who's going to be discussing assisted living facilities and uh, in particular the assisted living facility with uh, in which um, in which she with which she is affiliated. Uh, my guest is Sarah Schwartz, director of marketing at the Lakewood Courtyard, an assisted living facility in Lakewood, New Jersey. Good morning, Sarah Schwartz, and welcome to JM Sunday. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, l- let's start off uh, with, with a couple of general uh, general questions regarding assisted living facilities. That's the uh, type of facility that that your facility is. Uh, do different states have different legal definitions of the term? You know, what, what's the definition of assisted living in New Jersey, and does it vary state by state? It certainly does vary state by state. Um, in New Jersey, um, some of the core services are mostly the same by all, but obviously every single facility tailors it a little bit, you know, to make themselves um, unique, stand out, offer, you know, services to a different, maybe you know, different populations and things like that. But the core services are all the same. Um, most assisted living um, have 24 hours of nursing staff. Um, available to help residents with activities of daily living. Um, and they're usually on some sort of schedule where they assist each person based on their needs. Um, not everybody needs help with getting dressed. Some people do. So every facility will tailor care plans per the individual's needs. So it's not like a, you know, one systematic program for every single person. You're going to work with each person what they need and what type of services they need, and some will get more care and some will get less based on their specific situation. So, of course, it's uh, very important for someone interested in uh, going to an assisted care facility uh, and family involved to check out the facility and to, I'm sure, meet with uh, people who uh, know what the facility offers and uh, with the family and uh, individual who know uh, who knows what what they want and need, and make sure that the fit is uh, correct. A hundred percent. Are assisted care facilities uh, licensed in each state, or at least in New Jersey? Are they all a uh, type of uh, you know, overseeing from the state on this? Yes, a hundred percent. In Lakewood, well, in New Jersey in general, um, we are licensed with the state. Um, there is a state survey occasionally. Um, they actually don't let us know when they're coming, but they do come in. That's good. Um, That's okay. It keeps you on your toes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, though, they, they, you know, there's certain regulations as far as um, the safety of the handling of the food in the kitchen, um, the, you know, standard policy as far as the medication administration program, um, the nursing uh, staff have certain regulations that they, they need to abide by, and, of course, like the financial aspect as well has some um, uh, you know, oversight from the state. Right. Yeah, so we do have to meet certain regulations and guidelines from the state. I guess once uh, the care 
uh, or, or the services provided reach a medical level, then it takes a different uh, uh, scenario in terms of, like you said, the licensing or the uh, the overseeing. I mean, it's different than you know a hotel, which might also be licensed, so to speak. But uh, you know, one, once you get to that medical level and have to involve nursing, there's a different level of uh, of overseeing and, and responsibility that you have. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Uh, now, in uh, in in let's let's talk about your facility for a moment, and then we'll also discuss some generalities. Uh, what what does your facility, the Lakewood Courtyard, which is in Lakewood, New Jersey, and give us the address, please, of that and contact information. Okay, so we're at fifty-two Madison Avenue in Lakewood, New Jersey. Um, our phone number is seven three two nine zero five two zero five five. Um, we're actually at the heart of, of Lakewood. We are opposite Lake Caraselgio, so we actually have Lakeview Apartments that oversee the lake. So mm. It's a beautiful um, campus right at the heart of Lakewood. And um, I guess what makes us unique and different from, I guess, every other assisted living facility is that we are glock kosher. And we offer three meals a day. Um, Shabbos and Yom Tov are all included. Uh, we're open, Sukkot, Pesach, and everything in between. Um, we have a RUV on-premises that's available to speak with the staff or um, with the residents and the staff in case anybody has any questions. Um, we have three minyanim a day. Um, and all aspects of Jewish religious life, we we are here to meet the needs of our residents. And uh, obviously that's extremely important. You want to go to a place where you're going to be most comfortable. So somebody who is Jewish and who is lives that lifestyle to whatever extent, whatever level, will feel comfortable in a facility such as yours or your your particular facility because you said it's unique because they will have glot kosher food or they will have uh, rabbinical presence, they will have a Jewish atmosphere uh, that they might not get someplace else. Right. Now, uh, within that, uh, d- does your facility... Uh, cater to anybody uh, or is it uh, specific or how does that work in in general with assisted living facilities somebody walks in and says i want to um you know i i think i want to come here or i have a relative who wants to come here how do they uh determine that this is the right place for them so i mean it's it's hard to like i said we do do uh care plans cater to different individuals needs which is why we have a very big range of different types of people that are living here um not just um even the medical care, I'm saying, within the people that are looking for a kosher environment, we have all kinds of different people from all different walks of life. Um, so most of the people that are looking to come to an assisted living are, are usually um, somewhere in the senior department. But, I mean, I do have people here from as young as 55 um, and then well over 100. Um, so it's a definitely a very big range. And it also varies based on the care needs. So some people need a little bit more care, so we give them more. Some people need a little less care, and they just want, you know, the socialization environment and the the ability to meet with other people in a similar age bracket to them. And certain um, there's a there's a there's a a lot of people don't want to just be home and be lonely if if they don't have so much family around, or maybe a spouse passed away and they're just looking to be in an environment where they can be with other people and be around and be able to meet with other people. And this is a great option if they're looking for that. Okay, that's a, that's a very good point. So it's not that necessarily uh, the people that are all there and attracted to your facility are people who must have 
round-the-clock observation, although you have that. You said you have the 24-hour nursing. Uh, they could be people who are somewhat self-sufficient but would like to be with other people in an environment that is medically safe also. 100% correct, yep, definitely. I have some people that are you know, pretty much independent. They like you know, the idea of knowing that the nurses are around in case they would need something or you know, God forbid if they did fall that they know that there's somebody around and we actually have pull cords um, in all the apartments. So if God forbid somebody did fall or something happened, they can just pull the cord and somebody will come to their room. So that safety net definitely is a very big uh, drive for people that come here. The Lakewood Courtyard uh, in Lakewood, New Jersey. We're talking about that with Sarah Schwartz, Director of Marketing. So th- these, um, the apartments you just mentioned, these are standalone. Uh, it's not like you walk into a place and you have a I guess, I don't know, think of a, of a nursing home type or a hospital where, where you have different areas, but, but everyone is kind of in a common area. These are separate and apart uh, living facilities? Yeah. yeah, we have beautiful large apartments um, and separate apartments. Um, we have studio apartments, one-bedroom apartments, and two-bedroom apartments. Um, they all have a little kitchenette, um, a two burners, a microwave, um, and a freezer, fridge, and some cabinets, a sink, um, and, they, and, you know, a separate bathroom. Um, all the bathrooms are handicap accessible. Um, and, I mean, every layout of the apartment is different. So we have some Lakeview apartments, we have some smaller apartments, some bigger apartments. Uh, and um, it's nice because when people do come here, um, I show them a few different apartments, you know, whatever's available, and um, they choose if they want a studio or a one-bedroom or a larger one or a lake view or a courtyard view, whatever it is. Um, and aside for just the apartments, there's a lot of common areas. So, you know, people, when they're looking at the apartment, they also have to keep in mind that you're not just living in your apartment because you're around. The whole building is your home. So uh-huh. there is an activities room and there is lounges and there is a, you know, private dining room and there is, you know, a room that has a fireplace that the residents like to sit around in the winter. So there's a lot of common areas as well, aside for just the apartments. It's very much not like a nursing home. It's okay. their own private apartment like you would move into any you know, apartment building. Uh, and, and yet uh, there is accessibility from the, for the staff in case of emergencies or something like that. You're checking up on someone and there's no answer when you, when you need to get them or give them medication or things like that. Uh, yes, we that can definitely um, um, yeah, get into the apartments if need be. And also, you have different activities that are um, that are geared towards the uh, the people that are living there. Uh, uh, I don't know uh, amenities, so they don't have to travel uh, any place else necessarily. Uh, I don't know. Somebody needs a haircut. You have people that come in for that and things like that. Yeah. So we have um, a beautician that comes in once a week. Um, we also give our residents um, manicures. Um, we'll also arrange for like. They want to send their cleaners out. Somebody will come in and pick up their cleaners so that they don't have to go out as much. Um, we also have a um, physician that comes um, weekly to visit the residents that choose to see him. Um, if they do not want to see the physician that we have coming in, the general doctor that comes here, um, they're welcome to go to you know physicians within the area, and we'll provide transportation for that. Um, we also have a podiatrist that comes in, and we have on-site therapy. Um, through First Rehab, which is an outside therapy agency, but they actually have a location in my building to make it uh, convenient for our residents. So they offer speech therapy, occupational therapy, and uh, physical therapy. Um, so that's great. They don't have to go out, you know, in the nasty weather like today right, <laughs> and, right. and, and um, get therapy. So that's also really nice. 
Um, and then occasionally we bring in other people, you know, for different types of things. You know, before um, holidays, we like to bring in people that will sell different things, jewelry or um, linens, towels, things like that, slippers, just things that the residents would appreciate um, that they can purchase. And we'll have a little sale going on in our lobby area so they can come down and see what they have. Um, we also like have a full activities calendar. And it comprises of a lot of different things. Um, we do trips uh, with the residents. We'll take them to kosher supermarkets or to a ShopRite or Walmart or things like that. Um, we'll also take them to museums, and in the summer we'll take them on a boat ride um, to different exciting things that they can go to and just enjoy a day out. Um, and then we have activities that go on in-house, and they vary. I mean, we do bingo, we do cards, we do crafts, we do paint, painting with them. Um, we just had a men's woodworking group recently. Um, we have classes, um, religious classes, um, all different, you know, for Jewish holidays and Shabbos. And our rabbi also gives a couple of different shirim. We have a dafyomi shir in the morning before Shacharis. So there's a lot of different um, activities that the residents can join. Um, we also have an exercise program, which is very nice. Wow. I really enjoy that. Nice. Now, uh, you said you have people there uh, as young as 55 and to 100. Uh, does your facility uh, or can your facility take care of people once they start with you, once they move in? Um, I don't know exactly how to say this, but uh, as they get on in years and maybe their medical condition will deteriorate or decline somewhat uh, or more significantly, uh, are, is your facility the type that would be able to handle that from from the time they come in and until more serious, or would that possibly have to be handled by somebody else or some other facility? So we try to do whatever we can possibly do to keep them here so long as it's safe. Right. Um, so right. you know, if they become to a level where they need, you know, higher level machinery or things like that, and we're not equipped to deal with that, then we'll have to um, help them find a place that will be able to meet their needs. Okay. But so long as we're able to keep them here, we do everything in our ability to keep them. Um, people don't want to be moving on at that age and stage in their life. Right. So we try as much as we can, so long as it's safe to keep them here to meet their needs. Of course. And uh, it's a good point you mentioned about they're, they're not wanting to move. I'm sure the initial move to any place is, uh, is difficult, especially when you're a bit older and you have to change your uh, place that you've seen for many, many years perhaps. And, and I'm sure you deal with that with, like you said, your therapy and whatnot. Uh, but there probably is also the um, issue of camaraderie, and you mentioned that you have different activities together. But what about family? I, I imagine you don't have uh, people only from Lakewood, New Jersey, the surrounding area, or even from New Jersey. Uh, so what happens when you have family that wants to come visit, uh, communicate with them, things like that? Do you have, I guess you have regular phone service and internet service and computers or whatever. Uh, but how do you how do you deal with that? I'm, I'm sure you find that once people move in, there'll be a period of adjustment uh, from their move. Oh, 100%. Um, well, we do, um, when I do speak with the families, when they're transitioning, most of the time the children or the family members that are coming from wherever it is. I mean, I have people from Chicago and Cleveland and Detroit and Canada and Florida. I mean, you name it. I, we've got mm. it from all different parts of the country, um, being that there are a limited amount of, kosher assisted livings so we do attract people from all over um the families will usually stay in the local area for the first couple of days um just to help their loved ones okay. get acclimated um and 
transition in. Um, we we uh, we have guest meals for those that want to come and um, you know eat lunch with their family members and things like that. Um, we also have a simple room in our building for families if they want to make a simcha here. Um, you know, if their parent doesn't want to go out or whatever, and they want to have a bris here or a shavar brachis or whatever simcha is going on in the family, uh, we have a simcha room that's right off of our shul, so we won't charge our residents, family members, and they can make simchas here, which is also very nice because then, you know, even if they live in California, but if there's something going on, they can do something at the Liquid Quarter and the, and the grandparent feels like they're part of it. So that's also, you know, another extra perk. Um, and then, you know, the, the the residents can call family anytime. I mean, right. we very much encourage it. You know, we want, and we also have events for the children, grandchildren, um, and family and friends of the residents for holidays. Right. So like on Chol HaMoed Sukkot, we'll bring in an entertainer, a juggler, a, mm. you know, we did a light show, and we had a ventriloquist. I mean, we do all these <laughs> kind of things that they don't just come themselves, but we invite their friends and family, and then the kids will come. We do a carnival for Purim. Um, all different kinds of things throughout the year so that it gives the opportunity for the children to come and get to see their grandparents and have a good time at the same time. And everybody just loves it. It's a great environment and it's great for everyone. Sarah Schwartz, Director of Marketing at the Lakewood Courtyard and Assisted Living Facility in Lakewood, 52 Madison Avenue, 732-905-2055 is the phone number. Uh, a few more questions, um, if you will. I, you, you told me something when we were talking about this off the air last week, and you had mentioned it before, that you have uh, minyanim, uh, minyanim every day, including Shabbos. And you said that um, uh, there are people from uh, the area who are not necessarily affiliated with the uh, facility who come to Davin and make the minyan in the morning and uh, or Shabbos morning and uh uh, that that is, I guess that that's different. It brings in people from outside that the people who live there uh, get to meet and uh, and see. You know, they wouldn't, they can't go to a minion necessarily by walking there or you know whatever the limit. They, then everybody comes to them. That that must be a nice uh, a nice change, a nice feeling for them to be part of that. It's wonderful. I mean, we have about fifty people diving here Shabbos morning. Um, some residents and many people from the outside. We also have a kiddish after davening, so they. Uh, oh, so that's okay. Let's talk about the important thing now. So they come for the kiddish, right? What, what kind of kiddish do you have there? Now I understand. I, hear I think they come for both, but yeah. Okay, okay. We'll go with the davening first, but it's probably. I would imagine it's not a long, drawn-out davening because you have to have have people, especially the residents, if they're medical needs, food needs, you, you can't have a long, drawn-out davening. So I imagine the davening is, is pretty, uh, you know, concise, but, but you know, full, obviously. And that's probably why people, maybe some people come for that also, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I never really asked but that. The, maybe I said. But the kiddish, uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, selling point there. But the, the kiddish afterwards, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we're kidding around here, but but you never know. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a good thing to attract people from the outside to come so they can uh, be with the people who are living there all the time. Uh, and you also mentioned about the Simcha Room, and I think you told me, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it right now, you said you have it, it's available to the residents and uh, to their families, but you also um, rent that out for people outside of the facility to use, and then, then everybody in the facility can come to that. Is that. Am I correct with that? So um, for the families, we don't charge anything. Right. It's just a courtesy. But, yes, for the outside, occasionally we'll have somebody that, you know, wants to host something, and we're more than happy to accommodate. But I 
obviously always explain to people that this is our residents' home. Right. And we work in their home. So if the residents want to join whatever event that's going on, then they have to understand that they're more than welcome to come. That's right. That must be a great chesed uh, for, you know, to do also, to actually think about having an event. I don't know. Let's say it's a bris or whatever. Uh, in the facility, so everybody can join, even though they're strangers in terms of you know, maybe knowing them on a day-to-day basis, they're certainly part of the community. Well, that's very nice. Uh, last question. It's one that nobody really wants to you know, talk about. Somebody has to pay for the facilities, obviously. And, and uh, within the uh, assisted uh, living uh, facilities uh, uh, grouping and things like that, are is it... Uh, Besides, I guess somebody could pay privately, but uh, if you could talk about um, the, uh, you know, what fundings might be available a little bit, just just in general, because I know that could be a whole conversation. But just you know, specifically, somebody wants to know, and particularly, I'd like you to mention. We discussed this before uh, the interview uh, about the importance of a long-term health care policy uh, that people could get, um, and if you could talk about that, address that a little bit. Um, so um, many assisted living and nursing homes um, accept long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. So aside for just you know regular private pay, long-term care insurance is always a great option. Right. Um, for those that are not familiar with long-term care insurance, um, long-term care insurance is something that you would pay into for years before, kind of like life insurance, that you right. pay a monthly uh, premium. Uh, and then when the person ages and needs extra assistance, um, they would be able to use it either for home care like, you know, to get AIDS and things like that through a registered agency mm-hmm. as well as, you know, for an assisted living or a nursing home. Um, most long-term care insurance policies have, like, a daily rate of how much money they would cover per day right. um, at a facility. And they usually range somewhere between, I would say, like, 100 to, like, 300-something mm-hmm. a day, um, depending on the policy and obviously depending on how much the person paid into over the years. Right. Um, and... Uh, that's always a great option, and I strongly encourage people that, you know, if they're younger and they can afford it, to definitely go for it um, right. and pay into that because they will save themselves thousands upon thousands of dollars in the event that they would need the care uh, later on in life. Right, and especially uh, with something like this, it, it's possible that you may get a call uh, today from someone who said, uh, circumstances have changed. Uh, my mother needs to go to an assisted facility. Uh, is there anything available? Can I start? Can you, you know, can we move in tomorrow? I, I'm, I'm sure you get calls like that, and uh, it's best if people are prepared ahead of time, you know, somewhat to know how to uh, how to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually have that pretty often, where, you know, sometimes it's unfortunate, but the decline can happen in a very, very quickly. Right. Um, and the person was, you know okay and able to do everything alone and then maybe they start getting a little bit forgetful and then their children are nervous that they're cooking and things like that exactly so yeah exactly uh <laughs> yeah there is also um some state programs that people could look into that may uh, cover assisted livings or other sort of home care right. or nursing home and you have people that would help with that if they they gave you a call ahead of time even a number of years ahead of time if there's a thought to learn about your place since it is a very unique it, it, since it is unique and um it caters to the community that would appreciate kosher food and and have the minyanim and, and things like that uh there's nothing wrong with calling you a few years in advance to find out about information right yeah oh for sure i mean i i i like when people call in advance then i can you know 
give them some basic information as far as planning right. and taking care of things in advance so that, you know, when if, if and when the person does need the help, then it's a much smoother transition if, you know, all the ducks are lined up in a row. Right, absolutely. You know, we're talking about this, and, and most people, you know, certainly, I don't know, maybe they think about having someone live there. Maybe they don't, but you have to realize your, yours is a 24-7-52-365 facility, uh, and, uh, you know, it's a lot to... Uh, a lot to manage and a lot to keep uh, track of and, and uh, you know, all with the idea of providing a comfortable living experience for uh, for people as they get older. Right. Yeah. right. Sarah Schwartz, thank you so much for joining us this morning and enlightening us on, uh, on assisted living. And your facility in particular, the Lakewood Courtyard, is at 52 Madison Avenue, 732-905-2055. Uh, I believe, am I correct? Your uh, is it? Uh, what's what's the web address uh, if people want to go to uh, www.lakewoodcourtyard.com. Ah, easy enough. Easy enough. <laughs> A lot of uh, information on the website uh, shows what's what's there, and uh, you know, for those who are looking, uh, who need it now, or looking to the future, you know, should check it out. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you so much, and. Uh, And good luck and continued uh, success. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Take care. It is uh, 8.39 a.m. Eastern Time in the morning here on JM Sunday. My thanks to Sarah Schwartz of the Lakewood Courtyard for joining us this morning, talking about uh, assisted living and uh, the facility with which she is affiliated as Director of Marketing. We're going to go back to the music now, and uh, we'll hear from, uh, I'll go with Aaron Reisel. Here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank <laughs> you. 
אין עצה ואין תבונה, אני לבדה. אז תביאו לי עשרה אנשים, עשרה אנשים שמוכנים לעמוד איתי על הגג ולצעוק, השם הוא האלוקים. עברתי פעם בשכונת מגורים, ליד בית החלונות היו פתוחים. הצצתי פנימה רואה אנשים יושבים ולומדים גם אני נכנס התיישב ללמוד שלום עליכם ניגש הרב מאין אתם עברתי במקרה אמרתי לו המשכתי אל האור שבקע מלפנים תשמע סיפור מרגש אומר לי הרב אני תמיד חושש מהרעש הרב של הלומדים זו שכונת מגורים סגרתי את התריסים עברה שעה דפיקות בדלת, בחוץ זקנה אחת עומדת קצת נבוכה, אך בקול איתן אותי שואלת. למה סגרתם את התריסים? למה חלונות פה מכוסים? על אף שקשה לי ללכת, אני עובר פה כל יום כמה פעמים. אני חולה ואינני צעירה, ואין מזור לרפואה. כי אם לראות אתכם לומדים, כי אם להביט בכם יושבים ולומדים. אנא פיתחו שוב את התריסים אז תביאו לי עשרה אנשים עשרה אנשים שמוכנים לעמוד איתי על הגג ולצעוק השם הוא האלוקים אז תביאו לי עשרה אנשים עשרה אנשים שמוכנים לעמוד איתי על הגג ולצעוק השם הוא האלוקים Thank you. 
Destiny with Mr. Superficiality. Before that, Shlomi Gertner, Lipa Schmelzer, Aaron Reisel, Shimon Levy. As we get set to wrap up today's show on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, my thanks to Sarah Schwartz, Director of Marketing at the Lakewood Courtyard in Lakewood, New Jersey, for joining us today, talking about the assisted living facility out there. If you missed any of the interview, you can hear it on the archives and uh, check that out. Go to the NSN app. Uh, and also uh, this show, of course, rebroadcasts at midnight tonight. So uh, hello to all the uh, late evening listeners of the show who join us. It is uh, time to wrap up. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, We'll be here next week. Great program, of course, continues all day long on the uh, network. Encore presentations and great music mix throughout the day. Tomorrow morning, the Tuvi Shvat special hosted by Nachum Siegel, and joined by Mayor Weingarten. That'll be on JM and the AM, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Time, followed by, I believe, the Israel Show with Mayor after that. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us here on the network on the JM Sunday, and we'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday on NahumSiegel.com right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.